So what that means, Topher, is one of your existing team right now is actively trying to fuck your company up. <laughs> that is terrifying, for, especially for small business owners, right? Because that's a major part of their team. One in eight. Welcome to the Dan Bradbury Podcast, episode 216. I'm stoked for two reasons. Number one, we are still in Tampa, Florida at Personify Studios. We hadn't planned on this recording, but thankfully because of your airline screwing you with your life, you had to stay an extra day and you're not flying out until 6 p.m. tonight, so we're going to jam hopefully. out a few. Hopefully. Yes, yes. Let's Thank keep... you, Tropical Storms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other reason I'm excited is because we're trying out this new format where we've gotten rid of the news and the hero and the fail and all that stuff, and we're really just committed in these podcasts now to letting the listeners walk away with at least one specific powerful strategy that they can do to expand, scale, grow, or improve one of the six critical areas of business. So, Dan, I'm going to ask you, what is the critical component of business that we're going to be working with today? This week, it's people and culture. People and culture. Right, yes. and I have got a good good story for uh, for this week's podcast. So, it's inspiration? Uh, well, uh, no, more a warning story. Oh, okay. So, right. there was, uh, there's a clip, we'll punch it in a moment, but of a uh, CEO called Andy who she... Yeah, she she pulled a shocker. She massively managed to uh, demotivate her employees when she was trying to actually motivate them. It was a rah-rah speech that had the exact opposite effect. So okay. much so, it was national news. Uh, my guess is this, by the way. It didn't just demotivate them, but in today's culture, it pissed them off and they created some social campaign to try to cancel their their boss that that's my guess i would be amazed if she's still there <laughs> yeah. right so i mean just just look what the news anchor st- says it was a, yeah it's yeah. it's pretty messy and, and well i brought it up Topher, because i actually think you and i are going to disagree on this clip from we often do <laughs> that's what makes this show good i'm always right and you're always wrong <laughs> right. <laughs> one point for me well i think well let's uh, let's play the clip and then let's talk about it indeed Get our orders out our door, treat each other well, be kind, be respectful, focus on the future because it will be bright. It's not good to be in a situation we're in today, but we're not going to be here forever. It is going to get better. So lead, lead by example, treat people well, talk to them, be kind and get after it. Don't ask about what are we going to do if you don't get a bonus? Get the damn $26 million. Spend your time and your effort thinking about the $26 million we need and not thinking about what you're going to do if we don't get a bonus. All right? Can I get some commitment for that? I would appreciate that. I had an old boss who said to me one time, you can visit Pity City, but you can't live there. So people, leave Pity City. Let's get it done. Thank you. Holy crap. Uh, I would not want to be her today. I was going to say, holy crap, how? What, what holy, crap, holy crap, bad. Holy crap. Yeah, I'd be, if I were his employee, I would, be, I would have been... Pro- well, okay, here's where, here's where I'm, I'm a little bit split on this. Uh, first off, I think it was dumb. I think it was a stupid thing to say. Uh, and if I was an employee and never had been an entrepreneur, I'd have been pissed. Because we've said this before, right? Entrepreneurs cannot think like employees. Employees cannot think like entrepreneurs. There's just a disconnect there. So she wasn't looking at it from their perspective. I think you were the one that told me that uh, if an employee can misinterpret something, they will. Well, look, I mean, I, I'm sad on her behalf. I was going to say livid, but I'm not livid. Because, I mean, if you think about the context, I mean, we're only seeing a narrow clip. But the context was True. companies struggling. 
And the employees are immediately going to say, oh, no, what about my bonuses? Yeah. And that's how they said it, literally with that voice tone. <laughs> I am <laughs> sure. I'm sure that's exactly how she heard it. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so obviously her intent was to motivate the team and get them focused on getting the job done. I, yes. If we get the results, we'll get the outcome. Yeah. Like whinging and yeah. moaning Stop about Stop being so help. pitiful. Way to go, lady. But yeah. I do think we can agree that her approach probably isn't going to get the uh, desired outcome, right? No doubt about that. No doubt about it. And and, and I think, by the way, um, when 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 you look at that, right? If you look at the, whether it's getting them engaged or disengaged, there's an interesting stat that I found in a book, uh, which was from the Gallup. Uh, the book is uh, it pays to play, and in the Gallup report here. I've got it in my on my Kindle. It says that 64 percent of the workforce. Oh, sorry, no, 64 percent of the workforce in in the average company is disengaged only. 46%, 36%, I'm doing the math now in my head, only 36% of your staff is actively engaged. Now, right, so two-thirds disengaged, yes. one-third engaged. Yes, yes. And But here's where it gets scary. Of the 64%, 51% is not engaged, and the other 49, 39% are actively disengaged. And they define not engaged means that they're psychologically unattached to their jobs and on the lookout for something better. That's 51% of the workforce. That's crazy. And then actively disengaged means they're miserable at they're miserable at work like a virus most likely spreading this unhappiness to coworkers and customers. That group makes up 13% of your workforce. What a name. You know what that means? That means there is somebody on your team right now who is actively trying to fuck your company up. You have if I'm not mistaken, counting in my brain right now, eight people on your team. In, in, yeah, in the training business? Yep. No, like in, in our, yeah, in your, yeah, yeah, true. Out of the one company, the training company you have, you've got eight people on that company. So that means one of, I'm not going to say us, but one of your teammates is actively disengaged, bringing down your crowd. And here's where it gets interesting, right? <laughs> now, because the people, uh, you know, you listening to this right now are probably thinking, well, my team's yeah. better than that. Yeah, my team's amazing. Right. They all love each other. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, you know, my team's all A players. Right, right. right? Oh, what's, what's the running joke that there's uh, uh, two things uh, no man will admit he's below average at? The ability to drive and the ability to make love. It's the same thing. No, 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 no entrepreneur. No entrepreneur is willing to admit that like, they're below yeah, average. Like, their team's like inferior. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and um, yeah, it's nothing. Go out, go and hunt out, hunt out the, the, the one in eight and get them out of your company. Yeah. But, but actually, in a sense, I mean, that's Jack Welsh, right? You know, firing the bottom. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, the bottom 10% or 20%. I don't remember what percentage she it was. It's mm-hmm. like every year they were trying to get rid of the. Yeah. By the way, what, the what a great specific strategy. Like anybody listening to this, if you've got a team of, well, I mean, you've got a team of two or more, stats are, it's probably you anyway, but like if you've got a team of about 10 or more people, right, always be actually looking at out of that 10, what's the bottom rung? Who's that bottom rung? And how long are you willing to tolerate them? And how long, most, let me ask you this, Dan, how long do you think most small business owners keep poor performing employees too long? Um, before they finally either quit or fire them. Yeah, like, well, in, indefinitely, right? They, they don't. In, in my experience, they don't actually fire At them. At all, really? No, right. I was going to guess, like, 
12 to 18 months. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I would say it's measured in, in years, yeah. probably. I mean, everybody knows people, they're, they're coming in, they're like, how the hell is this person still working for them, right? Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. But then there's an interesting twist on this, Tofu, because you're going to go, okay, what do I do about it, right? I think, right. yes, seek him out, you know, the, the old... Uh, be slow to hire and quick to fire, but it's quite hard in reality. Especially when you only have eight people on your team, right? Because right. it's such a big piece of the business. Right, it's such yeah. a big chunk is gone. Yeah. But but uh, what's interesting to me is, you know, when it comes to building an A-player team and A-player culture, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can talk about strategies for hiring and hiring quickly and uh, hiring effectively and hiring A-players, but, but actually, uh, the, the most cost-efficient way to get A-players is to create them. Right, yeah, train to, them up. Yeah, yeah. it's to train them up. them up. But train them doesn't just mean in terms of comp- most people default to competency of skill set. So like wh- whatever the task is, you know, an accountant be a better accountant. But actually, it's culturally train them up. So mm-hmm. so what does that mean? Uh, well, I'm I'm going to make it real simple. If you just did one thing this week, it's how do you engage your workforce? Do something fun. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like like uh, uh, team bonding, and uh, and it's funny as I'm saying this. It's, to some people, it comes easily, and uh, to others, it does not. So right now, I know Kevin Hall on, my, on this team is laughing at me because he's so pro culture. He is. By the way, I was just thinking, it was like the one guy on your team who's definitely not disengaged is Kevin Hall, and he's probably looking at you, going, "Dan, we need more fun." Right, right, yep. right, right, right. So it, it's definitely not my uh, not my default. So I offer that as solace to the business owners out there that uh, yep. perhaps like me a, a little bit more Scrooge like or, or more introverted is probably a nicer way. Oh no, I kind of like the Scrooge like. Okay, I'm Scrooge like. Yeah. Yeah. You, like the that. person listening, you might just be introverted, but <laughs> but it, it, it's it's the key is how can you engage in things that are fun uh, for the team, but not begrudgingly. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. like you do something you actually would enjoy. As right, well. right, yeah. right. It's, it's kind of like a, a, a work parody uh, based on the uh, the relationship. Uh, I can't remember the movie now. Jennifer Anderson. I want you to want to do the dishes, right? It's, it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like you, you've got to want yeah. to bring joy to your employees. Not, oh, okay, let's do this token team night out. Right, right, yeah. Well, burn that money. Yeah. Bastards better get some joy right, out of it. Throwing out those little <laughs> comments the whole night. You guys better eat up all this pizza because yeah. I paid for it. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. But, and, but the, you know, the funny thing is, it doesn't even have to be sim- something that's big and dramatic. Although, certainly once or twice a year, that'd be a nice thing as well. Like, I remember in this book, It Pays to Play, she was talking about how she owned a painting company. And on a particularly hot day, she thought, well, God, these, ki- these kids are probably burning up. So she took time out of her day to drive to the site location, bring popsicles. Right? And right. then and then she had a barbecue and well, she just cooked for I, I would argue yeah. it, it, you need to make it small. Uh, not not from a financial perspective, yeah, good but point. but because from whatever you do it's probably not going to tick all the boxes of all the team members. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, uh, little and often, little and often. Yeah. Like, like what little things? Because some will, stri- some will uh, strike uh, the chord for certain members of the team, yeah. not for others. So it's kind of like little and often just because it need to pick me up. It's not like, oh, yep. On the first of every new quarter, you know, we have team pizza night or right. like that. Oh, by the way, that's the other thing. Don't do the same damn thing every single week either because then at that point in time, familiarity breeds contempt and they're just like, oh, another team building thing. Right. Yeah. Well, exactly. You know, it's the, uh, what was the analogy? It's, it's if somebody bring, start, brings you a cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, the first thing they oh, oh, thank you very much. But they bring you the same cup of coffee every day. Right, the like, day you don't, they're like the, the day they don't. It's like, what <laughs> the coffee? <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So, so like, it ain't easy, but 
on the one hand, it ain't easy to have this kind of randomized habit, but at the same time, yeah. make it easy. Like, just what's the low hanging fruit? There are little things yeah. that you can do that just bring a little bit of a little bit of happiness. Let's do a real quick recap because we've already. I think we've covered three, if not four, specific strategies people can do. Number one, always be looking for your bottom ten percent. Number two, hire them uh, or uh, raise them up or let them go. That's two. Three, do something. This week, not next week or the week after, there's something this week that would just entertain and delight your staff. doesn't have to be a big thing, but it has to be a heartfelt thing. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that we could do is, like, this is probably, I, like, I can only imagine how miserable you would be, Dan, if you had to be the one responsible for the playtime for the company right. every week, right? So what do you do? Like, one of the things you've got is you've got Anne, who just loves coming up with, on our quarterly meetings, our quiz show, Right. You would never do that, but she loves that, right? So right. you could easily, especially if you've got a smaller team, you could, like uh, in the book, Pace to Play, um, she actually had this strategy she got from um, the company called, I think it's called um, uh, uh, Mint? I'm, I'm, I, I think that's the wrong name, but it's this flavor water uh, uh, in the UK, I think. Um, and uh, they actually have given all of their employees a budget for employee engagement. It's not a lot, right? But they actively tell their, I think it's not every employee, but their management teams, here's your budget this quarter for doing something fun with your team, right? So you could also delegate this to your team. Well, I think you should. If it's not, if it's not yeah. your natural strength, like I said, I'm more yeah. of an introvert, like, you know, my days of fun is sitting down and reading a good book. Yeah, or a balance sheet. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so, so um, uh, but, but Anne, like you said, she's, she's my counterbalance, yeah. right? So she's always fun, great sense of humor. So absolutely, she owns it, and she owns the budget related to it. Yeah. All right, because the thing is, you don't need to do it yourself, Tova, but it needs to be done. Well, yes, yeah. All right, let's do this. Let's, let's, talk, let's talk about the book of the week, which it makes sense to be it. It pays to play. Uh, How Play Improves Business Culture by Christy Harold. Really good book. Easy read, fast read, too, by the way. Um, I think uh, it's probably less than an hour and a half to read the whole book. So it's real quick, easy read, um, fantastic text. It pays to play. How Play Improves Business Culture by Christy Harold. Let's go for a quote of the week and then some wrap it up, shall we? The quote of the week this week is by an American writer, Henry David Thoreau, who said, The greatest compliment that was ever paid me was when one asked me what I thought and attended to the answer. I was expecting something poetic from Henry David Thoreau, and that is it. Uh, there's a lot of truth to that for sure. All right, my friend, let's wrap this up and let's, uh, let's, let's worry about your flight. <laughs> well, well, as always, Topher, if you want a better business, you need to be a better business owner. Well done. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Three things you need to do now. Number one, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss an episode. Also, get on over to Amazon to get a copy of my latest book, Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity, Nine and a Half Steps to Improving Your Profits and Cash Flow. Also, join our Facebook group, the Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity community to connect with other business owners.